Hello, this is the Creative Writing Life Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Justin Small. I'm Paul Zeidman, our usual third co-host, P.T. Hilton, still on assignment. <laughs> yeah, making it happen. So today we had a couple more writing career-related topics, such as I recently did a Kickstarter under my pen name, and uh, Paul, I think, got some news about signing up for a feature that we talked about last week. Well, uh, I don't... <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I, sorry, you said sending up for a feature. I was like, wait, you made it sound like I signed a contract to get a oh, movie no, no, made. No. Like, that, would have, nice. that would have been the yeah. lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then another program that we wanted to chat about. So before we do that, uh, do we want to do our normal, anything anything cool going on? Anything you watching or whatever? Uh, well, I can kind of do a tie-in to this. Okay, so first of all, last week, uh, I think when we were talking about like stuff we were watching, uh, we were supposed to get uh, Land of the Dead from Netflix, which was like one of the George Romero zombie movies. And my wife uh, loves that series. Uh, but the thing is, we got like 20 minutes into this one. And she's just like, do you mind if we stop it? Because it's just, I mean, I don't know what the budget was. It was, you know, I guess, decent enough because, you know, the makeup and special effects were good. But it just seems so... I don't know, cheesy. I mean, my wife loves B horror movies, but this was almost like, you know, G. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. It, it, it just, I mean, but they had like, uh, John Leguizamo was in a supporting role and I Dennis Hopper's in it, but we didn't even get to his part. It just, you know, it was, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't very impressive. It, it was kind of more like, hey, look, hey, you love those zombie movies? We're just going to throw more stuff at you. And it, as opposed to like the earlier ones, which were a little more, you know, granted, they were more novel at the time, but, you know, this one just, I don't know, it just was really disappointing. So we sent that, that one back. And uh, and one of the topics we were talking about last week was HBO Max versus Disney Plus. So we actually, I think the day after we recorded last week's show, we signed up for Disney Plus because my wife was really into uh, being able to watch Hamilton. I mean, we'd already seen it in the theater. But, uh, you know, from what I understood and the reviews I saw, they said it's like being in the front row. And it really was very good. I mean, I enjoyed it both times we saw it in the theater. But I think what was better about being able to watch it on uh, TV, you can hear the lyrics so much clearer. Granted, a lot of them are done very quickly. So you might have to watch it more than once to really get them or turn on closed captioning. But it's so much easier, so much stuff that you miss in the theater because they're going so fast and they're, you know, they've got these giant speakers projecting into an auditorium. So it's going to sound kind of muffled. So you're not going to catch everything, but if you're watching it on TV, you can hear everything so much better. And like, you know, it's like, you're really right there in the performer's uh, presence and just being able to catch everything. And it made the, uh, the whole experience just that much better. And my daughter's loving having it. Uh, she's watching some of the Disney shows she watched when she was little and I was like going through, it's like, oh my God, I haven't seen this movie in a year. It's like, oh my God, they have this movie from like 1963. And so it, it I mean, yeah. it's, an, it's an impressive rundown. I will say that. So you know, we're, we're just, you know, just starting to dip our toes into it. But I'm sure as time goes on, we'll just watch more and more of it. Awesome. Yeah, I've been uh, enjoying it as well. And I just started, you know how I like to watch things while I'm writing sometimes if I'm needing motivation. So I just started going back through Game of Thrones again, which I've probably watched the first couple seasons anyway, at least 10 times. So <laughs> uh, it's very much just like a kind of mindless on the side thing that just gets me inspired. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love it. Uh, you know, and the fun music and everything. So, uh, and I'm writing a fantasy novel right now. So that works out well. That, yeah, that, that does provide good motivation. See, that's the thing. I can't write with the TV on. I mean, unless it's behind me. 
I can use I because like the the sound is good because I'll I'll put on like Pandora or like a a YouTube uh, video that's six hours of just music because I just I like having the music. It's just you know it's with the white noise that helps me concentrate. But I just could not you know if you try to if you put me in front of a TV and say here write something I'll just be like this is going to be really challenging. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on my mood. Uh, okay. like the other day, I just felt like watching something, so I tried to do that, and then I realized, nope, that was just an excuse to watch something, so I turned it off after five minutes. <laughs> I just put on some music instead. Yeah, it's so very, it depends it's, on the mood. Yeah, it's really it's very easy to get distracted, but I guess then again, it depends on what you're trying to watch while you're trying to write. So, yeah, <laughs> it's uh anyway. So so yeah, so I've been enjoying though. They also have the behind the scenes and all that. So I've been watching mm -hmm. the behind the scenes again, like while I'm uh, cooking and whatnot. And that's always fun to watch, like how the stunt coordinators do their job or how the right. set people go and scout for the sets and all that. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, lots of fun. Very um, cool. Very cool. Anyway, yeah. And other news, uh, I mentioned. Well, what, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? You go first because yours is much more important. Is it? Oh well, we had. I don't know if we've we'll aired this episode yet, but we had talked to Ashley Scott, which is not saying Myers or Myers, uh, Ashley right? Scott Myers. Yeah, mm -hmm. about a Kickstarter on one of the podcasts. I believe that'll air before this one does. Um, and so recently, since then, I did my Kickstarter. Uh, it's, like I mentioned, it's under a pen name. Uh, it was pretty fun and nerve wracking. And every day, you're like, I'm not going to make it. It's be so embarrassing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, but I listed it for 45 days, and within a week, thanks to my amazing readers and fans, uh, we had it funded. So oh, fantastic. Yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, I didn't now, go too high on the number. Is it still now? Is it still going on, or is it, or is it yeah. completed? It's okay. Still going. So I have thirty-five days left on it. So who knows what'll happen if it'll oh. just kind of die off at that point, and people are like, "Oh, it's funded. There's no reason to support it." Or if people really want, you know, the offerings, then I guess they'll they'll hop on it. I hear there's often, like the last few days of it or the last week of it, people who are like, "Oh my God, I'm not going to get a chance," and then they start piling on the money there. <laughs> uh -huh. So hoping well, for that. That'd be nice. For well, from what I understand, so you be very active on social media, but like now you really play up. You know, yeah, we, we reached our goal, but you know, something about like they have new tiers. Like if you reach a certain level, like like five hundred dollars more than what your goal was. Like you know, it's tier one, and then you offer like even more goodies, that sort of thing. So yeah. some yeah. something for you to think about. I did a yeah, I did a stretch goal thing. So that's, that's it. Where, stretch goal. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so I did a and I added a new stretch goal, which is basically I'll do like a hard copy. A uh, hardcover copy of my book uh, mm -hmm. with fancy new drawings, illustrations inside of it and everything, and maybe even an extra poster. Uh, so that's one of them. And then one of them, if it goes really high, which I doubt it will, um, one of them is that I would do a visual novel, which is a, a thing out there. It's like an app type thing. Or you can mm -hmm. get it on Steam, and you basically uh, play an, often an interactive story uh, with you know these little images of your characters who pop up on each side while they're talking and whatnot. And, yeah, so that would be awesome, but who knows? <laughs> you, maybe maybe you could also do one of the tiers, like you know, if you uh, if you you know uh, donate this much money, I'll name a character after you. Yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't do that, but that's not a bad idea for next time. I did a tier where, or like the super highest tier, where we can actually get on the phone and like discuss a story that I could write with the mm -hmm. reader, or like uh, motivated by the reader, and you know, put them as like special thanks to or do something uh, like that. Uh, I had a few cool things in there. Very nice. That was like too expensive. Nobody's going to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, time is valuable. You know what I mean? It's it's precious. Yeah. Very anyway, cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it's been a fun experience though. And I so that one I did. I'll give some details because why not? I did that one at five thousand. Mm -hmm. So it's not like crazy high. And then of right. course Kickstarter takes their like eight percent of it or something like that. And then of course you're going to have to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. 
then there's all the shipping costs that are associated with mailing out. I did some signed copies of books mm -hmm. in there, so I'll have to order the books and then ship the books, uh, pay for shipping materials. <laughs> but so the, important I, thing, the important thing is that you got it. You, you hit the goal. You hit the first goal. Yeah, and so that's awesome and it's successful. And, and if it goes higher than that, so I think that's basically going to come excuse me, exactly what I'm going to spend. Maybe I'll even spend a little bit more than that. So uh, if I'm able to just keep my spending at what that level is, then, then because um, I did it for an audiobook, so I have to pay the narrator, and that's going to come out to like $4,000 probably, and then some extra art doing, and then the shipping. So I'm sure it'll come out about even, if not negative a little bit. But yeah, anything from now is basically profit and or that extra buffer zone. So Very nice. Pretty exciting. Very cool. Yeah. So if people have questions about kickstarter stuff i'm by no means an expert but at least now i've done one and that's yeah, always been kind of my to-do list you know like when i've i've always wondered what would that be like would i actually succeed or fall on my face mm -hmm. <laughs> and i have big ideas for new ones too like i've been watching one of my buddies did a tabletop rpg one and i've been thinking that'd be fun to do uh, i've been watching somebody else did a visual novel on there and and they raised like 30 or fifty thousand dollars pretty quickly wow. yeah I'm like, geez, because it takes a lot of money for all the art. Because for a visual novel, you got to do background arts and you got to do the character arts with different expressions. And then often mm -hmm. they'll have music too. And if you're really fancy, you'll get voice acting. And that'd be pretty amazing. But I don't see myself doing that this round because that's crazy. <laughs> well, I, th I think there's a huge presence for uh, tabletop games on like Kickstarter and GoFundMe yeah. and then that kind of crowdfunding kind of thing. I mean, that, there is a huge. I don't, I don't want to call it untapped, I mean, because I'm not that familiar with the world, but it just seems like, you know, every time you turn around, there's another place. I mean, uh, every once in a while, we'll go to the game store because my wife, uh, at her previous job, she would buy, you know, they, they would have a game night. So she would go, like, they wanted to keep getting <laughs> new stuff. So every once in a while, it would be her job to go to the game store and get some game. We'd go in, oh my God, there's so many games. I had no idea these things existed. And just, you know, the, the selection was so vast and so huge and so many kinds of genres and so many kinds oh, of yeah. games just oh my god i mean the people who create these things how do they do it and oh they probably a lot of it might be through crowdfunding which wouldn't yeah, be surprising sure. my former coworker did one called camp grizzly it's not a tabletop sorry it's a board game that a he did game. and he got seventy eight thousand dollars on kickstarter oh. for this thing oh my gosh yeah. isn't that crazy <laughs> but but I mean that they have to order. They're getting like the little pewter characters, and they're doing mm -hmm. all this stuff, and they have to okay. order a minimum of like five thousand copies from the wow. printer because they're doing a professional, really okay. professional print job on it. So mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so I imagine they probably spent all that anyway with that, and then shipping cost to everybody and whatnot. But mm -hmm. uh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I want to create this game. I only need you know seventy-five thousand. You know, three days later, hey, we reached it. Oh my god! How did that happen? Wow. Now, I guess never underestimate uh, the desire for certain kinds of uh, entertainment, I guess. There's there's, a, yeah. there's an audience for everything. Well, I wanted to do that. I thought that'd be the most fun, really, because I have a story that I think would be perfect for like a board game of that nature. And uh, go check it out, people. Camp Grizzly was the one he did. It's, it's awesome. Uh, but uh, I asked my readers to vote on a poll on my Facebook group, and uh, zero people have voted for that option so far. So. Uh. <laughs> Probably not the one they would be excited to support, I guess.
Got it. Got it. Well, one of the other things we wanted to talk about, we were talking about this before we started. So uh, Ron Howard's production company, Imagine, that uh, they have teamed up with Netflix and they are seeking uh, four individual projects, each covering a specific genre. And I guess whichever projects they choose, those are going to be produced and then you'll see them on Netflix somewhere down the line. So they just wrapped up the first one, which was uh, Action Adventure. And I believe Justin and myself, we both uh, sent in our script ideas. And yeah. I, I went with uh, this Western that I have. And, you know, I had never really applied to anything like this before. So I knew I, when I first got the application, I went through it, like, just to kind of get an idea of what, I, what was expected and what I should do. Man, I had no idea it was going to be such a huge questionnaire. And, and so I think uh, the deadline was last week, July 5th. I think I started like two weeks ahead just because I wanted to give myself enough time to really go through it. I didn't want to rush it. And I just knew, you know, I needed that much time to give a, give a nice cushion so that I wasn't rushing or, you know, pressed for time. Like, Oh my God, I've got like 18 questions left and it's, you know, six hours (laughs) until it's due. And not only did you have to do the questionnaire, but you also had to record a 30 second video. Yeah. And it, it was an experience. I mean, I think I must, I, wrote out a little script for it and practice it so it you know didn't sound too stiff or practiced and, <laughs> and 30 seconds and, is not a lot of time yeah because i think you were supposed to like explain why you know why they should pick you what was so unique about your project you know i, I could be totally wrong about this i you know i it's all a blur because i, I sent mine in a couple of days or uh, ahead of the deadline just because i wanted to get out of the way uh but you know you know, all you can do, I'm sure they probably got a, an avalanche of applications oh, yeah. and somewhere in the thousands, I'm sure, probably like as many as like the nickel. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, that 7000 kind of range. But, you know, you, you've sent it in, you hope for the best. And, you know, that's all you really can do. You know, as, as they say, you send it and forget it. You know, you know they're not going to make an announcement for until I think at least August. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not worth worrying yeah. about it now. So I did my Western. Yeah. What did you send in? Uh, so I did a, so here's what I was going to tell you before we started so that I, I figured I'd wait till we're on the, on the call so that it's more fun. Um, I didn't read the part about it being for family. Uh, like it says something like it's actually, it's action adventure family, something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so (laughs) I actually sent one that's based on a thriller book that I wrote. That's that. I mean, it's not for family at all. (laughs) So of course, if they ended up picking me, I would rewrite the hell out of that bad mm-hmm. boy and make it very family appropriate it's basically a, a marine who goes off to thailand and gets in a bunch of trouble uh so the the variation <laughs> of that <laughs> if for Go some ahead. reason they picked it would be a marine who takes his family on vacation to thailand mm. and they all get into a bunch of trouble and that could be pretty cool actually i think wow. um yeah he has to save his family and then you could switch to hook style uh fights with eggs right <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> not exactly that maybe but <laughs> I will tell you what I tell everybody uh, like who, you know, like when I, when I, you know, put on social media, oh, I, you know, finally send it in, you know, fingers crossed. Everyone's like, yeah, good luck. Good luck. And it's like, yeah, you know, thanks for your, for your luck. You know, I just, uh, you know, in, uh, externally, I'm like, hey, good luck to everybody. Internally, I hope I crush you like, yeah. <laughs> like a bug. <laughs> sure. Well, my problem is too, like you said, the, the application was so intensive, uh, so time intensive. Like, I I didn't want to go and redo it. (laughs) I'm like, man, I already put all this time into it. I might as well hit submit. Because I I didn't read that line about it being family until I was already recorded everything and was done. Yeah. (laughs) So lesson of the day is be sure to read through 
everything before you decide to submit things. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can uh, vouch for that because uh, I get a couple of like, you know, uh, writing job listing newsletter type things, you know, like, you know, writer wanted that sort of thing. And I saw one yesterday and it was looking for a specific kind of film. And I had a script that uh, seemed to match what they were looking for. And I've done this before that I will read through it. And then I'll like, after I've hit send, I'll go look, look through it, you know, just skim it and realize you know, something I totally missed was on there. And then I saw, of course I forgot. So then, you know, I'll never hear from them again. So I went through it like line by line, making sure, do I have this? Yes. Do I have this? Yes. Okay. This, this, okay. I'm set. And then I, then I went through again and double checked it just to be on the safe side. And then after I was finally, you know, satisfied that i had met every criteria they were asking for i hit send it's like oh, okay <laughs> here goes nothing so let's see what happens yeah so. yeah so fingers crossed for both of us uh anything else going on in your career aspiration exciting journey uh well let's see um I got word so uh, so this western that I uh, just referred to, uh, it made it to the top fifty in. See, I, I'm, the years thrown because it said twenty nineteen, but I so I guess I sent it in like last fall. But they only made these announcements uh, like you know February and March, so it was they made it the top fifty of the tracking board launchpad, and so part of that is like well, I guess like their top one hundred scripts, like they'll promote them to you know managers and and agents and production companies. And I hadn't heard anything, and that was, you know, and it's been at least, I'd say, two months since I got any kind of uh, last response. So I just wrote to them and said, you know, uh, you know, has anyone requested the script? And if not, you know, that's fine. I understand that's how it worked. But, you know, just in case, you know, did anybody ask? And they said they were going to make an announcement like in a couple of days. I think it was like the next day or the day after they, you know, I got an email saying, you know, these uh, uh, representation firms, you know, they requested your script. And so, but this is, this is where it gets a little weird. So I don't know when those places asked for the scripts. I mean, it could have been, you know, last week or two weeks ago, it could have been, you know, middle of May. And then they say like, we, you know, we're, like, we're trying to keep a handle on all the communication between all these places. So we ask that you not contact them as a follow-up, but you know, you can, if you want to. And I was like, well, that's a really mixed message. I mean, if without any kind of context, like when, they last, you know, when they last read my script or when they requested it, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be that jerk who's like, you know, a week later, hey, did you read my script? Because <laughs> you just don't want to do that. So, you know, I kind of weighed the options and I talked to a few writer friends of mine and I said, what, you know, what do you think? Should I, you know, I'd like to contact them, but I don't want to be, you know, pushy about it. And I said, should I, you know, it's you know late june early july should have just wait like two three weeks and they said that's if you haven't heard from them by then um that's probably a safe assumption so i put it on my calendar like you know third you know, halfway through the third week of july i'll just like you know do follow-up for contest uh, reads so nice. you know so we'll see what happens but it's just i mean i'm really glad the script did as well as it did and you know thrilled that you know someone wanted to read it but it'd be nice to like be kept in the loop, find out what's going on with it. You know, even if they pass on it, you know, which will be, you know, which would kind of suck, but you know, that's just the way it is. You know, if that's what happens, I'd like to at least know about it. And I've also heard, well, if you don't hear anything, it's a pass. Like, well, I know, but this is special circumstances. This is just not me contacting them out of the blue. This is a whole, you know, contest based thing. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are always fun. I've been querying managers lately as well. And, uh, there were some lists that a contact gave me. It's always good to have contacts. Uh, we've gotten a few read requests 
I sent one like three days ago, so fingers crossed as well. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's part of the journey. Um, oh, I also have been speaking with people about going to USC again, because this is something I always play with. Like, I always just love education. I think it's always, no matter how much you know, it's always good to reinforce the basics. And then I'm sure you'll learn something new here and there. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's always great to have people who care uh, around you about the same thing that you care about and then forming the network. And so I've, I've been discussing that. So maybe I'll bring some people on the show who've been there uh, or who have thoughts on it and and keep updating that as it goes. That's really cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, how, how we, this is something I always ask all my new contacts. And I think it's very apropos for the show. So, you know, how's your current writing project going? Mm, that's a question. Well, so I'm writing on a novel right now. And I'm, okay. uh, I originally thought it was going to be 80,000. Uh, I'm at 83,000 words right now. And I still haven't gotten to the big fight. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at a little bit longer than I normally do. Most of my novels are more like sixty to seventy thousand words. So uh, that said, this is an epic fantasy. So mm -hmm. there's that. Usually, epic fantasy is even like 120,000 words. So it's still short compared to a lot of people consider a good epic fantasy length. Mm -hmm. But but I don't care. I don't like long books. They piss me off. So <laughs> I'm trying to write to readers who think like I do. You know, like still hopefully find my peeps. But uh, when I see like somebody I've never heard of before and their book is 500 to 700 words, I mean pages. Uh, I'm like, dude, this is probably a lot of fluff. You're probably not that great of a writer. So the book probably sucks. Uh, it's, it's maybe a wrong way to think, but uh, it's, it's often true. If you pick up a lot of these books out there, you know, they're not all going to be Sanderson and Martin, fortunately. Uh, and those guys write long books because their books are awesome. Uh, but even Sanderson's early books weren't that long because the publisher wouldn't let them. They were long. They're probably longer than mine is, but they're not his 1500 page books they are now or longer <laughs> so so, yeah. uh, so so you okay so you're at 83,000 now so when you're so you know not not to you know put you on the spot and say like how many do you think it'll be when you're finished but when you are finished I mean are you going to go back and like really you know go through it with a red pen and a lot of vengeance or you just kind of like you know just do some light editing right so I have six chapters left and I tend to average around two to three thousand words a chapter so I'm thinking uh, but but half some of those chapters are already half done. So I'm thinking it'll probably be around ninety thousand words, maybe a little okay. bit more. Um, and I have a process. I don't like. I used to go back and do what you just said. I don't like doing that anymore. I like paying editors, and I like paying like three editors, so that I don't have to do that because it just saves so much time and it's it's such a mind uh, slap to do that. <laughs> and so what I do is I pay one editor first to go through and just do like that read for me, and then as I'm going through her notes and edits, I try to to read back through my stuff and skim it and do that. But she's already done like that kind of easy level, like here's some plot holes, here's some things we didn't think about, you know, that I might have caught, but it probably would have taken me twice as long because mm -hmm. it's already so much of the story's already in my head. I was gonna say, do you find it easier to have an outside, you know, pair of eyes take a look at it because you're so married to the material that it's real easy for you to miss things. Yeah. One weakness of mine though is I often can't remember, like months later, I can't remember what actually ended up in the final versus what was in earlier drafts. So people mm -hmm. ask me questions and I'm like, man, there's this version, there's this version of this, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to get better at that. I'm trying to get better at keeping notes too. So I can just pull up my notes doc and be like, Oh, there you go. There's the answer. But that's good. You know, that's, that's the thing with me that, you know, I will finish a draft and part of me wants to like go back right away and start editing it and tweaking it. But then I realize, you know, I've also gone back to a draft like, you know, 
six months later because I went after I finished one draft, I started working on a completely different script. And then, you know, when I finished that, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to say I want to take a break from this. I'll go back to the original one and I'll read it. I'm like, I don't remember writing this at all, but wow, this is really good. Or, like, <laughs> or this turned out a lot better than I expected or than I remembered. So I yeah. guess maybe, maybe it's just a matter of like, you know, putting distance, you know, chronologically, so to speak, uh, between you and the, and the original draft. So you can kind of look at it with your own fresh eyes, but yeah, I can definitely see, you know, hiring someone to come in and, you know, take care of that for you. Yeah. What's really fun is listening to the audiobook when the audiobook's done. So this is of course done and you're not going to edit it anymore, but, right. um, Sometimes you can listen to the audiobooks and you're just like, wow, I am amazing. <laughs> Boy, that writer's yeah. really talented. Yeah. yeah, it's happened a few times. You also listen to some and you're like, oh, how did that end up in the final copy? Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> you get hit or miss. So where's your project at right now? Uh, I am still, let's, well, I kind of keep going back and forth. So I have this horror comedy I finished a draft of. Um, got, I've gotten a few sets of notes on it, which have been very helpful. And I really like the changes that I've made. So I'm uh, kind of like going to do one more little tweak edit of it and then send it out to another bunch of uh, readers who I can really rely on. And But I'm also developing this uh, story for like a fantasy comedy. And, I've, I've, you know, the first act I have down, it's right now it's kind of like trying to figure out like how to put everything together in act two and because there's a lot of subplots and I, I love doing that kind of thing with my stories yeah. and so it's just kind of it's not uh, stifling but it's very it's a bit more of a challenge at times so I'm just kind of like slowly chipping at away, chipping away at it like you know today I was writing down like what are the primary things that need to happen in the second act and I kind of write uh in a linear way, like you know, this leads to this, leads to this, and then this, and I go back in later and like fill in more blanks and then, you know, puff things up a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's coming together. I, w- I wish it was going faster, but you know, it's not, and that happens to everybody, but I just really like the way it's coming along. And I kind of like have an idea of how many pages it's going to be. And I just, uh, this is, you know, part of the whole process that I really enjoy is just putting it all together because I'm, I outline like crazy before I start on pages. And then once I'm feeling uh, confident and secure enough about, you know, how the outline reads, then I'll start on pages. And, you know, that the, the outlining I find tends to help so much because that way I'm not like, oh my God, I wrote three pages and I you know don't even need them anymore. So this way I can just kind of like really, you know, lay down the foundations, you know, put a skeleton together, so to speak. And then, you know, once I'm really you know, confident in that, that's when I'll start. So right now it's still in just building the skeleton, I guess. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the outlining process when it's flowing for me. If, it, if you can feel yeah. that same kind of creative Zen that you feel from an outline, uh, as you do when you're just writing, uh, then you know your story is probably going to be hot. Yeah, because it's like, oh my, okay, I've got this. Oh, hey, this could pay off like, you know, 30 pages down the line. It's like, oh, wow, oh, the, hey, this is great. And, you know, and then you like have something in like, you know, page 60, like, oh my God, if I, you know, if I plant this line of dialogue on page 15, it'll tie in perfectly. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just part of the whole thing that I really enjoy. Yeah, nice. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, I just wanted to check something. According to this, uh, Game of Thrones book was doesn't make sense. It's totally wrong. Never mind. I was looking up how many words the Game of Thrones book was, but it's just uh, giving me crappy answers. <laughs> well, you, you've got George R. R. Martin on your speed dial. You can call him, right? Yeah, give him a chat. Give him a uh-huh. call. Just, you know, just go over to his house, say, George, I need some sugar. And by the way, how many words was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. This one says 298,000 words. <gasps> oh, fun. 
So compared to my 90 to maybe 100,000 words, uh, yeah, that's just a third of his book. But, you know, he has all these storylines, you know, the multiple POV. Uh, in some ways, that makes it easier as long as you actually have some good story for each of those characters. Mm-hmm. I've done that before, too. And um, this one's all one point of view. Uh, but I'm thinking book two might be two points of view or like I might just do that thing that romance authors do where you switch characters completely. Hmm. Uh, because I've been doing a lot of series where I stick with the same character and that makes sense for a lot of genres. But the romance genres, they'll do like one character's romance story and they'll have a friend in that book and then the second book will be that friend's romance story. Oh, which makes sense because okay. once the romance is told, what's the next part? They break up and have a divorce and they get back together again or some stupid, you know. So I was thinking about that with my series and I was like, well, why don't I just see how that how my readers take that because as far as writing a story would be concerned yay that's awesome because you could just basically tell whatever story you want it just happens to be in that world uh, so yeah just an idea yeah <laughs> we'll see sounds good to me cool all right well i think we gotta get rolling i have some writing to do i've been slacking for the last like two hours so i'm feeling anxiety uh, as often writers do <laughs> well but, one of the things I like to say is like, you know, even if you only get like, you know, one, a half a page of notes done or a half a page or, you know, however, you know, for you, I guess what, like a thousand words, I don't know. Uh, even if you get a little bit done a day, you know, it's something, any progress is good progress. So, you know, yeah. it may not be what you wanted, but you know, it's better than nothing. A thousand words, huh? No, I, for... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know this novel stuff you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Normal day, I should get at least 4,000 words in. I've had days where I get like, nine thousand but that's very rare and uh-huh. then uh i think if i get about three a little bit less is okay but then i'll feel ah it's good enough you know like if i if at the end of the day i'm trying to punch myself in the face and i'm like oh but i got a thousand words done then i can stop punching myself in the face okay yeah. well yes that's what this that's what this podcast is all about to help writers prevent themselves from punching themselves in the face yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> cool all right well anything else to add no, I think we covered everything uh, that was on our big list. Awesome. All right. Well, listeners, thank you so much. Uh, we're doing a few of these chats here and there. Next week, we have an awesome interview. I'm excited for it. So stay tuned. Uh, not sure when it'll air compared to when we're doing these things. Sorry. But soon we'll get on track again where I know when everything's airing and in what order. So I'll stop saying that. Uh, in the meantime, please leave a review and share and let us know if you have any comments. Just feel free to email us, contact. I'm Justin Sloan. You can email me at justinmsloan at gmail.com or find me on Amazon or on Twitter uh, at justinmsloan. And I'm Paul Zeidman. You can check out my screenwriting blog, MaximumZ.blog. I've got contact information there. You can also follow me on Twitter at Maximum underscore Z. You can contact me there, too. I'm happy either way. Uh, we'll hopefully hear from P.T. Hilton sometime in the near future. But in the meantime, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and most of all, go write something.